Welcome to episode 222 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 222 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. I think this should be the Richie Benno special or something, but doesn't he go, it's 2 for 22, no, 22 for 2. 22 for 2. Or is that the guy who takes the piss out of them? Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, the 12th man. The 12th man. For those around the world probably don't know what we're talking about, but for the Australians and who are listening and the Kiwis... The 12th man, he basically takes the piss out of commentators for cricket, really, isn't it? Sensational. Sensational, Richie. He's, uh, it's very, very funny stuff. Okay, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com uh, For the world's most amazing coffee. Extreme endurance. Get on in to get that. Make your stuff to make you faster. Athlinks.com Social networking. For your mates. For your, just let them know how great you are. And triathlon tunes. Make yourself look cool as a cut. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have you been up to, John? Because I didn't really say that. Um, have you I've, been been sick? I've been sick as a dog. I'm not happy about it. Why not? My marathon build-up is in tatters. Oh, really? It's not Severe good? Severe tatters. Not, not good? It was not good before, and now it's even worse. So have weeks. you been running at all? I had a week, basically, of zeros. So, oh, it's not okay. good. Bevan, and you're running? Uh, well, yeah, mine is not going amazingly either, to be honest. Wow. Look, we're already both putting out excuses. It's yeah. going to be a great event, I tell you. <laughs> On this week's show, we've got, we've got a bit of news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got a website of the week. Gee, not much today. And questions and answers. We'll, we'll get through an hour. Oh, yeah, well, we we'll always just waffle. I am why. talk. I am talk. <laughs> waffle seal of guarantee we'll get one hour. Okay, well, news is proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check out xtry for the latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars. And first of all, we have results from the weekend. We have probably the hardest Ironman distance race in the world, Norseman. Yep, dominated by um, Norwegian athletes, and uh, I think they took out nine of the top ten positions. Well, what's interesting, John, is they climb and hold race. Over 5,000 metres. Metres. That's not feet. That's metres. That is a lot. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, and I, th- I think I saw you say the guy that, w- that won rode a 5.36, I think, which is pretty impressive. Really? For that amount of climbing. So um, also saw... Uh, he did say he blew his legs out a little bit and he was yeah. struggling in the run. But the run's straight uphill as well. Yeah. Um, but is that 5,000 including the run or not? Mm. Yeah, because the, the total run, climb for the day, right? Yeah. So the run is basically you don't have any, you don't lose any altitude because you're basically climbing the whole way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I saw David Craig's name on the result list oh, there, and, did he? and I'm not sure what sort of shape he's in, but he uh, his bike time was only was, was not particularly fast compared to those top guys, and he's like a, a sub ten guy. Yeah. So it's it's a tough day at the office, and if you're a good climber, um, you could have a good good finish result there. Well, uh, who, who actually took it out? It was German, the, the ladies, German Suzanne Masso and Bacchanelli. Yeah, we'll go with that. And then the males. Uh, Henrik, Henrik yep. Offenbeld from Norway. Wow. And so it was a course record. 10.59.57, three seconds under the 11-hour mark. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Very good. That, I th- I that's, think he, that's incredible, John. I think he, uh, Bjorn Anderson, I think, did have the course record there, so he must have broken that, I'm assuming. I remember Bjorn telling me about when he was doing it. He just said it was the most crazy race. Oh, yeah. And I think the day he did it as well, it was really terrible weather. Very few people finished. Yeah, it was like snowing the whole time. And Yeah. Yeah. They weren't allowed to finish, so it's not like they did if they, they weren't allowed to carry on. I think the thing is, it's, it's like they got 227 participants from 23 nations. And it, it, like to me, this is the race, 
if you've done a few Ironman, this is the race you should be aiming for, eh? But I think that is a sellout. I, th- I don't, oh, they, they limit yeah, the field, I'm do pretty they? sure they limit the field. I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure that they limit the field. Because this race, to me, is one of the most exciting races you can do in the calendar. Oh, yeah. You know, like, imagine, imagine doing that race. Hold on. <laughs> got it. I've got it. <laughs> you're imagining something else here I think yeah. um, so good times if you want to check it out I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that, is a, that it does sell out each year so I'm, um, and I'm not quite sure quite reason maybe it's because uh, you get on the swim you go out on a, a ferry and you jump off the ferry maybe there's restrictions well, the, guy, the, guy who came, the guy who came first was 18 minutes behind the, on, the, on the swim yeah, that's impressive yeah <laughs> very <laughs> impressive that's why I had to ride a 536 anyway yeah. if you're interested in it check it out in X nxtry.com yeah there's all English on there so it's pretty easy to find your way around yeah honestly like it's just one of those you know, epic races well the other race we had in last weekend what was that John we had the, the Outlaw, Outlaw Triathlon it was the first year this race was yes. run and uh, from all accounts from what we could tell it was a pretty successful event yeah so I had a quick email through from somebody who raced and they were saying that uh, new race so you know there's always things to iron out they did have some, an issue I think on the run where they ran out of water and that's a bit of a Bit of an issue, you know, if you're on the run. But I was thinking last out of night. Water. Yeah, but I, yeah. a coke. Okay, sometimes I run out of coke. Run yeah. out of water. There's taps up the road. Yeah, I think it's a bit in the middle of nowhere. I'm not quite, not 100 percent sure on that. But anyway, they, apparently they did. I'm sure they'll get that right next time. See what a 714 finishes. Well, so I'm thinking they ran a half as well, John, because those times are looking more like half times. That's true. Oh no, no, I'm wrong. No, no, because there's the times here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, around seven hundred fifty people actually started. Only seven fourteen finished. Maybe those ones there are DNFs. I think. Yeah. So for a for a for a non WTC race for its first year, it's, that's good. an amazing effort, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Apparently, the course, um, the bike was apparently nice and fast and well policed, and they had road closures closures where it was necessary to have road closures. Apparently, that was really good. Bike was fast. Good old Justin Dust did a. Just, he dusted it. Now that's only a bike segment. But he still oh. rode, he still rode four fifty six. Yeah. Um, but anyway, apparently on the run, um, quite nice. And apparently you run into, I think it's Nottingham Forest uh, football. Oh, watch ground. out for Robin Hood. Yeah, no, into their football oh, football ground okay. or, or something okay. like that. Uh, but, but good to <laughs> the hooded man. So it's great to see another race. It's great to see a race being supported. They got relays in there as well, and the first two places across the line were relays. But in first place, we had Paul Hawkins, who did a he did a forty-nine minutes swim, nine eleven. Oh, that's a sensational swim compared to everybody else. He yep. smoked everybody four fifty-two on the bike and a. 3.26 on the run at 9.11. And then James Doust came in at second with a 9.21. But more importantly, Tom Williams from Marathon Talk. Oh, really? Yeah. He took it out. Well, he took out third. And then we took out uh, Ross Muir, who was on Camp Care Car. Oh, he was, was too. Oh, we're just all friends here, John. And we also, I also saw another name that popped out there when I saw Del Pitcher somewhere there. On He got 35th place overall. In 1018. So there's just a lot, a lot of success happening on the weekend. There is. Uh, and the girls' side of things. Um, yeah, let's have a look. Team, that's another team. Female, female, female. Can you see female there, John? Female, female. Maybe they've got all males first. No. Here's a female. There's a female. Uh, do we know it's. Oh, yes, it is, because there's number one. Yes. Emma Rand. Oh, but she's number one as well. Viv Clement. Oh, Viv Clement's number one. Okay, well, there's lots of, well we let's assume it's Viv. Viv Clement, we think, was number one there. And 11.03, 25. Nice. And then Emma Brand. 
Uh, live in. Oh, actually, John, oh, let's back it up because I've got it here. Um, 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 keep talking, John. Let's go to really try247.com. Here we go. Joe Swallow took it out. There we go. We got that one wrong. Yes. 1045. And then Viv and then Emma Rand. Now, I was a little confused there. That's well, it's confusing, John. Joe Swallow. I automatically thought Jody Swallow. Mm. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'm a little slow. Um, <laughs> why, why, why are you slow? Who's Jody so, Swallow? No. Um, <laughs> You're losing the plot on this one, John. <laughs> Jody Swallow is a great UK world long distance champion from last year. She won, I think, she won the title in Perth. Yep. And I thought, oh, maybe that's Jody Swallow stepping uh, up the iron distance, but it's uh, not because she was racing in to Zavarius in the World Cup race. She finished second there, so it's not Jody Swallow. It's Joe Swallow. Oh, very good. Well, well done, Jody Swallow. Joe Swallow. Oh, and, jo- <laughs> and Jody Swallow because she got second. It's a Swallow weekend, John. It is. <laughs> it's a Swallow weekend. Okay, what else do we have happening? Well, good on, good on Outlaw Triathlon. It's really great to see races coming out first year. Obviously, they, they did different things. You know, they did the Hooters thing. Yep. They did, you know, they're just doing things to get the PR out there, to get the name out there. And, and obviously in the UK, they made a big name for themselves. And it's great to see events like this getting out there in, in their first year. You know, because you normally see these events and they get like 20 to 100 people. Yep. And, you know, this one's done well, hasn't it? Exactly. So uh, TriStar 111, Estonia. Uh, now, it's going to be really interesting to see if the series takes off or not. It's, it's not saying that really a, the distance doesn't appeal to me. Is this uh, this one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so it's wait a, to get back up, John. We've got a couple bits of goss. We're going to be the TMC. Is it TMC? That's the Hollywood Insider. It's like the okay. big gossip you, website. Yeah. Phil Graves, Desiree Ficker are like, getting it on. Really? Yeah, back the it up, John. The getting in there. Yeah, I know, because it says, wait a second, Desiree Ficker didn't have quite a tough time as, with the field as her boyfriend Graves. Oh. Back it up. Right. Get it on. <laughs> <laughs> and then also... What was Hillary's goss? Hillary is engaged oh. to Mark Twelsick, who's a uh, top Ironman athlete as well. He's, he's won an Ironman. I can't remember which one it was. He was doing real good in Kona and kind of faded at the end, yeah, didn't he? I think he, he might have got a top 10 the year before. He got, yeah. No, he got thir- tw- 13th or something like that. So. Yeah, so congratulations to Hillary and, yes. and Mark, and, and yeah. obviously congratulations to Phil. The happy couple, <laughs> Phil and Desiree. So, uh, so big race happened there. So what happened was, and it was interesting because you've got guys like Chris McCormick there, mm. and, Phil and Bjorn Anderson just blew away on the bike, and Phil. about 80k mark, then Bjorn just took off, mm-hmm. and Phil was like, whoa, where's that next gear come from? Because, you know, because Phil's a pretty good rider, but then the typical Bjorn races, he kind of went a bit slow on the run, but he held on for a second. Yeah, but still, he lost, he was two minutes in front, and he finished six minutes, no, five minutes behind, so he lost seven minutes in, in 10K. a 10k run, yeah. That's, yeah, uh, it's obviously this distance is real favourable to a cyclist because you've got Thomas Hilregu who beat Chris McCormick. Now, mm-hmm. Thomas, you know, amazing athlete in his time, and I'm pretty sure he'd be stoked with <laughs> that result. But uh, to beat Chris, he'd be over the moon, wouldn't he? He would, yeah. yeah. And uh, Nicholas Ward from UK also beat Chris McCormick. He was in fourth, fourth and uh, then Chris McCormick in fifth. Um, on the girls' side, I think it's Desiree. Phil Graves saying this is the future of triathlon. It's a, big, it's a big call. It's a future if you're a strong cyclist. It's a future, John. It's a future. <laughs> ah, have a dream. Uh, one, one, one. It, it's, uh, so the one, one, one series, um, they've still got a few races to go. If you pull up their website, Bevan, and they're heading off to Monaco. So I think it's taking over from the uh, 70.3 in Monaco. That's right. So yeah, that, two, that was a really popular race. So I'll be interested to see what sort of field they get down there. They've also got a race in uh, it does just Tunisia. Limit the field because. 
uh, you know, like... Well, I think what they're trying to do is make it a bit of a festival sort of thing. So not only are they having the try, but they also have a running race and a swimming race yep. and, and all that. No, but I mean more like for the pros. So like, you know, like, if you're not a good cyclist, well, like if a guy like Chris oh, yeah. can only get fifth. Yep. Granted, he might not, he probably didn't try as hard as, I mean, all due respect to those guys, he's not 14 minutes slower than them on yeah, the bike. true. Um, so he probably did throw in the towel and just went through the day. Great to see him supporting the series, and he's, he's awesome at supporting yeah, other is, other he? events, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. I'm noticing he's in all these photos here on their website, so maybe they're just paying him to be there. Yeah, but, mm. but still, you know, he's got to go out there and uh, and still race. And well, the nice thing, you know, for this race, for a pro, is it's not going to damage you. That's the thing. And you know, you can get out there, mm. have a, one case, one was just a bloody warm-up, smack yourself for 100 on a bike, and you can run a fast 10K and it's going to hurt a little bit, but you're not going to be damaging yourself long-term, are you? And that's the thing, what, what the Abu Dhabi race is really trying to pitch at, I think, is, you know, it's an early season race for them uh, in March when people do Abu Dhabi. Are they doing um, it again next year? Yeah, I've seen it. It's being advertised oh, quite extensively. Same kind of prize money? I would imagine so. Um, so I guess that, that's the thing. You know, pros might not be in their top form and they don't want to smoke themselves so early in the season. So I, I think there's a place in the market for this. Um, it's a great build-up race. You know, if, if you were, say, just wanting to do a hit-out for pre-Kona or something like that and you go, I don't want to do a half iron, that's going to smoke my legs a little bit too much. But a Mecha distance comics, like this John. will be, be cool. Mecha so, Comics. You can get Mecha Comics. I'm loving it. Get, get your copy. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's not quite my cup of tea, but I think it's got its place and it seems to be doing okay. And they've got other races coming up. They've got Sardinia, um, which is a 2-2-2. So that's a 2K, 200K, 20K. Up, John. Oh, yep. And then they've got... Uh, no, Germany's been... Jiminy's Beans, coming up, that's coming up again next year in May, and then Estonia again. So we've also got to think that, hey, mate, there's, there's plenty of people out there that don't like running that much, yep. and they much prefer to ride their bike and do a little bit of running, and that's why the Aquavelo option stuff uh, works in the, in the States. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, I think, John, Phil's doing something right, because Deborah's very figure dominated the dojo. She won by nearly 20 minutes, mm. on oh, no, over 15 minutes, over, how was it one? Tanya Slater from yeah. Estonia. And in the third? Uh, Alma Sarapu. Sarapu, I think you did pretty well with that yeah, one, John. I think so. So check, check, check. We're good to see out. a race in Estonia. It's the first time I've ever reported on a race from Estonia. Well, there you go, John. The, the world of triathlons growing. <clears throat> Coming up this weekend, we've got the Challenge Copenhagen. Big field there. Big um, field, John. So seven pages of, um, of, of uh, entrance on there. Hey, you managed to sort it, you clever boy. You know what I did, John? What? I don't know, just turned up like Anyway, um, Justin Granger, Chris McDonald, yeah, so it's not Tim a, Reed, Luke not Dragster. Not a bad little field there. Brusick. So you've got kind of like the second tier dudes, haven't you? You have. And yeah. uh, Jimmy Johnson, Ain Ala Johansson, who I wonder if he had anything to do with the, the Estonia 111 because he's. Wait a second, John. I know, I know we've got some good names there, but Paul Westwood. Paul Westwood. Paul Westwood is in the dojo. He is, and uh, along with Keegan Williams from New Zealand. Yep. So, so would you, this is actually a really great race because you don't have that one rock star who's just going to go out and take it. You've got these guys who are all very similar ability because yes. it could be a really great race, yeah. eh? I'd probably put my money, if, if he's in good form on Chris McDonald, because yep. a lot of those other guys are not. Axes on the bike, yep. and yeah, you know, I think he could potentially ride away. He has been a little bit injured, hasn't he? I believe so. What's going to be interesting in this race? Uh, we'll have a look at the girls in a moment. Is it's a flat course, and if they've got a good sized field there, which I think they have got, like they've sixteen pages, is a hundred per page. So I'm figuring there's got to be, um, you know, somewhere between fifteen and seventeen hundred people racing. Um, are they going to have issues on that course with it being flat? So. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do, but it's a uh, great response for them. Uh, if you scroll on, you're, you're very clever. At, oh, what have you done there? I don't know what you did there, John. Oh, dear. Oh, no. On the girls' side of things, I remember, though, there was uh, there's basically Belinda Granger racing, okay, well, Hilary Biscay, yep. uh, and Rebecca Keat. So I really think it'll be a battle between Rebecca Keat and um, Belinda Granger. Well, Ruth Blair from New Zealand, she's going to be there too, John. Nice she's based in London now, but good old Kiwi's going to be there. Going to take it down. And he's going to win it. Um, so yeah, we'll be interested. And when you're over there, look out for the IM Talk Dodge. Dodge. What Dodge, do like a car, do- a big Dodge van. My what do you mean? Uh, my Polish boys are heading up there to race. Yeah. And they got IM IM Talk some sort of IM Talk logo put up on their their big oh, big Dodge. Go van. the Polish. That's what I say. And they should be probably wearing their jerseys as well. Oh well. But they've got the full complement. They've got the short sleeve, the summer weight long sleeve, and the winter. Do you know what we need, John? What? We need pants. We need pants. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we've got Ember Man coming up as well. We couldn't find a set list for that. Extreme but, Man. Hold on, the Ember Man as well. If we, if we talk about Norse Man being uh, the hardest Iron Man in the world, Ember is, uh, is certainly on second. par with it. Yeah. On, in terms of the bike horse, it definitely is, but it doesn't run up a mountain at the end. The run is more, um, slightly more traditional. So Ember Man, check that one out. Very, it's been around just, for a long, long time. Norse Man. Imagine if you blew yourself on the bike. I've already imagined it once. I can't imagine oh, it twice okay, in one day. I want to see two imaginations <laughs> because imagine... You know what it's like, last 10k of an Iron Man and you're blown mm. up. You know, walking's pretty hard, isn't it? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, your walk's pretty ugly. Imagine him doing it going up a hill. But I probably, I think in that race, you'd probably start off walking and basically walk the majority of the way. Yeah. For most people. But, but, but when you get to that point when you can't even walk. Mm. Wouldn't want to be there. Wouldn't want to be there, John. Wouldn't want to be there. Extreme Man, uh, well, how do you say that one? Extreme Man hungry. and Hungry. And then uh, International Law. Check Long Course Try. And then finally, one other race that was on at the weekend that yes. we didn't um, report on last week. So uh, is the enduro man is a double, um, a, a double and triple race. On. Now, do they have the results here? I could not see the results on there. So it was being held in the UK. Now these guys are actually also holding a a Decca man next year. Oh, so okay. If you get onto enduroman.com, they had a, du- <laughs> a double right, and stuff on me. You right? You want a hug? You want a hug? You, you, you sure? I'm fine. I'm sure. fine. No hugs. Okay. Uh, they had a double on at the weekend, and they're building up to for next year for it to be a decker. They'll have an option of doing a sim single, a double, a quad, triple or, uh, decker. Triple or decker. I wonder what format they're going to do for the decker. Uh, one, one a day. One a day is for mm-hmm. ten days. Um, so check that out. And well, uh, I do know someone sent through an email and they didn't know who was the winner, but they were saying that whoever won it. Did like the fifth fastest double time ever. Nice. Mm, so, so it was probably Hal Tao. It probably was Hal Tao. No, no, no. He would have got fastest ever. Exactly. He no, he would have. I'm sure I would have heard from him. I think he's overseas. Yeah. Um. So well done. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we did get an email through from good old Stuart Lambie saying how. Uh, now we haven't actually done many peas on us since this email. Have you looked into it? No. More? Okay, well, basically saying, Hi, Bevan, I just finished IMN UK, my first and last, following the three-year plan. Nice. You need to patent it, John. <laughs> uh, I thought you might be interested in this from the UK website. We might put the website once we've read this. IMN UK results, due to a significant number of WTC rule violations on the finish line by a number of competitors, an emergency meeting is being held on Monday AM to discuss the action being taken. He, he was assuming it relates to friends and relatives coming down the finishing shoot. Mm. I saw at least one interesting to see what happens. I had no problem because I had no friends or family who wanted to come with me. <laughs> Where's the love? Oh, poor you, Stuart, because you know it's a big moment in your life. <laughs> your mum and dad didn't want to come along and say, Good on your son. 
So anyway, if, if people well, have got let's put the website, put website but if anybody's got an update on that, we'll be uh, interested to hear about that. I, I, I had a guy who raced over there, and um, do you think maybe they just kind of put that out and put the you know thread up people so next year they don't do it? You'd hope so, because surely after the race they're not going to be able to disqualify people. You'd hope not. That's really bad. PR. Um, but anyway, apparently, um, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a they had a few things go wrong that day with obviously a short swim and a short. In a short run, um, somebody was emailing through that there's been various different GPS readings on the run, but definitely it was coming out um, short, and some of it significantly short, like as much as a mile, I think, short. Um, no, really. So maybe even maybe even potentially more than that. And also, one, my guy that was racing saying he couldn't find any toilets on the run, um, so he had to run into a restaurant and go to a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> oh, that's gold. Yeah, but anyway, we can't see anything. Uh, I think I think out. I think it'd be really bad form if they disqualify people. But anyway, if anybody knows anything about that, um, let us know. We've got to move on to the most exciting part of the show. Uh, John's John, ITU. ITU update. <laughs> okay, John, wait, I didn't even know there was a race on this well, weekend. It's just it was small time, so it's, it's, it's well, not small time. but oh, I don't a, want to hear about small time, John. The Tisavarius uh, World Cup race in Hungary. Ronaldo Colucci and uh, Sapanova took it out. It's a cool name. It's yeah, Sapanova. That's, that's a great name, actually, yeah. And, uh, and we had a couple of Kiwis racing there, so it was good racing. And then uh, this weekend... Points, no points. Yeah, there's points. So uh, World Cup is sort of your second second tier of race. Yep. You've got World Championship Series, which is actually really hard to get into now. And then for all the, the, the ones that are sort of coming up, then they have the you World Cup World Series. Cup, yep. And uh, But this weekend, back on the World Championship Series, Kitzbühel round in Austria. It's held at a ski resort. Pretty cool um, pretty cool race to watch. So you got a question here, John. Kids Olympics, is it a uh, good thing? The Youth Olympics is on uh, this weekend. What's, I'm what's not, Youth Olympics? So Youth Olympics, basically, for, for, for triathlon anyway, it's um, under 19, so we send our, our best um, under 19. Got any kids who are doing good? Uh, he, he probably won't do that great. He's, he's okay. He's our best New Zealander this year, but he's... Um, What's his name? He's from down in Gore, Aaron Barclay. Because you've got faith in him, John. Well, he's, he's a fantastic swimmer, really good biker, but his running's a little bit of weakness, so uh, I'm picking it'll probably come down to the run, so... Okay. But anyway, I'm just, I don't really think it's a necessary thing for under 19s. They have the world champs every oh, year. Pick it up, John. Yeah, pick it up. You need, you need those You need those those milestones along the way. And yeah. if you go from just being like a, a you know, a young guy who's winning your local races, where's, where's, the, where's the challenge for you at that age? Uh, then you've got to win the, the net, you've got to win your national, you've got to become good locally, then you've got to become good regionally, then you've got to become good nationally. Then yeah. you go, if you're that good, then you go after world champs. It's just starting to make it. Um, quite a rich kids sport and like for, for New Zealand to be selected in the New Zealand team you have to do New Zealand champs plus you have to go over to a race in Australia just to be in the selection process and you know it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's the, an expensive process well let's, let's be honest John the poor kids aren't playing our sport no but there's some that are not as rich that are doing our sport and uh. it's, it's a bit of a struggle yeah okay, that's, well, that's my, my, my comment of the week okay well would you take it away then Sorry, I would. So but how would you do it so that they just can get the more world, exposure? You've got the world champs. You've got the world champs every year. Okay. Who, you wouldn't have known about the Youth Olympics. Not oh, getting, John, I was, not, I'm going to watch not, it. I'm so excited. I don't think you're not getting any exposure. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my daughter. <laughs> she's, she's, she's really so, excited. Because anyway. I'm so rich. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the Youth Olympics. Okay, well, it's good to get it. Let's get a sponsor in, John. Coffees of Hawaii. And I wanted to talk about the specials that we've got on Coffees Why We don't always do this because we'd like you to go to the website, but I thought... You're pretty excited about the special, the, aren't you, John? The time is appropriate time. So basically, to find this page, to find out your codes and stuff, you go to... I am talk.me, click on the Coffees of Y um, logo, it takes you through to Coffees of Y, our special page, 
and these are our discounts. It makes us special. And first of all, our first special is special of the month, number one, overseas customer, John, are you? I am. Wow, John, if you go to our Coffees of Hawaii on imtalk.me, click through to here, you spend more than $50, John, and your shipping is free. Enter the code IAMTALK free at checkout. That's the thing. With shipping from um, from a lot from America and stuff, it, it often is expensive, so by using that code, it's no longer expensive. Well, wait a second. They've got like four discounts here. You can enter the code IAMTALK at checkout and save 25%, or a recurring delivery program, save 25%, IAMTALKHH. Um, special of the month number three, buy any three bags of coffee and receive one free. Click here for details and ordering. So all those specials on offer, I think they are mutually exclusive. I don't think you can use that. Uh, get $50, uh, get free shipping, then get 25% off and then get another one free. I think it's uh, And if you see, one if or you the see coffees of Hawaii <laughs> on other websites or other other things you listen to or places like that, just always come to our page to buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they are, they, 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 you know what, we've talked about their product, we get so many emails from you guys actually telling us, A, their service is amazing, B, the product is just top, top, top quality, and John looks slightly concerned. No, I've not, not concerned, I just saw something I could talk about next week. So well, check, I'll, I'll talk about oh, next week. <laughs> so check, go through the page from I am talked But you know what the best specials. thing about the website is, John? There's pictures of us. Well, not just that. There's pictures of your hairy chest. Look at that. <laughs> Guys, go to the website this week just to see John's hairy chest. Sitting on the boat in Kona. That's the guy who was the fastest swimmer, wasn't he? He, he was won the Olympic, uh, Olympic 10K race. Is it 10K, is it? Yeah. GPS did. So, you, so how, imagine being training for one of those races. Oh, Bevan, don't get me to imagine again. <laughs> I get too excited. Anyway, moving on. Hot Topic of the Week. Do you know what you didn't do last week? I didn't do a Hot Topic of the Week, John. You didn't do it. You said you'd do it by the end of the show, and you didn't do it. And good old James the Wise One Botel sent one through saying, what do, we, what do we think of the WTC rule changes for pro athletes qualifying for Kona? Because we talked to Heather last week. Did you listen to the rest of the interview? No, I didn't actually. Jeez. Oh, oh, All week. the effort that I put in. I know, John. You did well. You did well. I was impressed. But yeah, I didn't because I got sick of the phone ringing all the time. So anyway. <laughs> you turned your phone off now? I haven't got my phone with me today. Oh, good on you, mate. So check. Uh, so have, have a think about all the rule changes that I talked to with Heather in terms of, especially the one that I'm keen to hear about is um, obviously the reduction in numbers in Kona. So there's only going to be 80 pros racing in Kona this year. And whether you think that's a good thing or bad thing or you don't really give a toss. And to do to One thing that will happen is age groupers will do better. Do you know what I mean? So, like, for example, uh, let's say you're, like, right now in our age group and you've got a third, there's a high chance you could probably get a top 50 nowadays. You know, or you, yes. or you get higher up the ranks than yep. what you would have done in the past. Over, overall ranking yeah. will be higher. Yeah, so it'll make you look better than your mate who did it five years ago, won't it? That's true. Yeah, you go, oh, you got 80th, I got 50th, that must mean I'm 10 times better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's this week's discussion. What is it? Do you think the new WC rule changes? John, what, what was the bit you wanted? Specifically... Um, the reduction in numbers in Kona, but you can comment on any of the changes that they've made. Okay, let's put some music on, John. Here's some music. Here we go. The story first, John. Here, let's go. First of all, sent through from Jared Smith saying, Hi guys, Jay Waters is a long-time listener, frequent contributor, and passionate Ironman. However, it's his extracurricular activities that I want to nominate him for as age group of the week. Uh, like most people, Jay holds down a full-time job, does his training, and keeps his partner happy. 
if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's what he put there. In addition, I love the way that I love that Jared knows that. <laughs> In addition to this, he also uses his Iron Man powers for good. See the attached, including Iron Man Talk Jersey. Uh, and I can say Iron Man Talk because he is wearing his Iron Man yeah, Talk Jersey, yeah. um, which alone almost deserves the age group of the week. Well, Joe gives his spare time up to attending cycling with handicapped guy who just loves cycling and wouldn't otherwise get out the opportunity. Maybe it's just Jay's sneaky way of getting some more resistance training in, but I think not. So what Jay does is there's a guy called Richard Heather, uh, who I think is blind. Is it blind? Yep. And disabled, or just disabled, and loves riding his bike. And uh, so what Jay does is he gets out every, I'm not sure how often it is, but... I think he serves it about once a week, maybe. Gets out on a tandem bike and takes him for a bike ride. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, mate. It's very awesome. It is awesome. You know why? Because, are you busy, John? Just busy you know and, and when I do like I do a lot of facilitation training and, and you know I always ask that question you know put up your hand if you're busy everyone's busy nowadays yeah we live in a time where we are so busy and and we can be so selfish with our time mm-hmm. you know like oh well you know I'd like to do something for other people but you know I've got a life and I've got work and I've, you know especially if you're doing Iron Man yeah. and hey he's keeping his wife happy if you know what I mean yeah. so you know if you're keeping your wife happy that takes up a lot of energy and to actually go you know what this is actually still important to give back to the community in a way not just as in giving money but actually giving time yeah is a pretty special thing totally. and, and for guys like Richard and Heather obviously they get a lot of value from that and so uh, Jay, we, we think you're a pretty special man. And Jay's just uh, will have just received his winter version of the I Am Talk oh, jersey. Nice. So next so, time he's on the, on the big websites. So Jay, no excuses for not carrying on all the way through winter. Yeah. But no, it's, it's an awesome effort, and uh, we like to see it out there. We, and people putting back. Have you ever ridden tandem bike, John? I remember when I was a kid, I, I once rode one. I think was a kid, maybe, yeah. I, could, I, I crashed because I couldn't handle the weight. Yeah, I was it's, steering it's, it. It's, it's, it's quite a skill. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's hard work. What I find, but you can get some awesome speed up. Can you? Oh, yeah. Of course you could, because double. Yeah. But yeah, climbing and um, and descending is, is hard work, and you've got to have disc discs brakes are really important if you if you're descending. Well, back in the old days, you wouldn't have disc brakes, would no. you? Well, I was in what race did I do? Uh, um, uh, a race? No, no. Slim I am did a race a few years ago. One of the multi sport races down in Cesar Otago. Rail trail. Rail trail. Mm, is it, it's like his kayak oh gold rush gold rush yeah gold rush on and he was in the gold rush and uh, people do the gold rush they do the mountain bike sections on tandems mm. how the heck do you do that you'd hope it because it's a single trail oh, it's a single trail I was going to say if it's just along sort of trails it's not too bad but that's hard work yeah it was like mm. you're putting a lot of trust in the person be, steering us Sam I am I'm, I'm sure well, Sam oh, I am he's on that high core so Awesome yeah. effort, Jay. Keep yeah. it up. And awesome that you chose to wear your your, well, your Iron Man talk. Yeah, but I'm loving the old school. Jersey. You know, it's got a bit of, got a bit of history to it, John. Yeah, yeah, people How long were we Iron people? Man talk for? Oh, good couple. Until we went, to, we started the website live and we went to Kona, which was uh, last. Yeah, it was last year. Last year, so it's 2009. We started in 2006. Wait a second, John. I can, almost, I can so almost tell three you. Three years. Keep talking. <clears throat> but the problem is now, when people go out and wear it, if people look at the jersey and think, that's cool, I'm going to go to ironmantalk.com. Yeah, we're going to be bitterly disappointed. <laughs> we don't own that anymore. So, wait a second, let's give a look. Ah, around the episode. Oh, it was a while ago. Episode 131, we went to Iron Talk. Mm-hmm. 130. But we okay. kept the website live for a while after that. Yeah, we did because I was lazy, basically. Mm. Okay, then, uh, Jay Waters, you are our 
Age group of the week. Love your work. Okay, what else have we got here, John? Oh, it's just questions and answers. Oh, we've got time. Oh, there's a couple of good questions. I've had it. John, that's a shocking it's thing. We've got two or three good questions. I wanted to make. We, we always skip things, you see. <laughs> and we've got a website of the week in there as well, somewhere. Oh, oh okay, website of the week. Okay, we've got, wait, a, spon- we've we've got, got a sponsor. sponsor. Okay, let's do a sponsor first. Athlinks.com. They sent out an email to all the members uh, earlier this week. Now, membership has spoken. Take a moment to look at the Amino Vital page at Athlinks and read what our members are saying about their products. Okay, I'll go there right now. To get your free sample of the flagship product, Amino Vital Endurance. For those of you who have already had a sample, now the product, Amino Vital, wants to hear from you. Um, Just take a moment, get on there, and you can put in the promo code. Where's the promo code? Results. Results. And receive $5 off your order plus the shipping is free. Offer expires 31st of Now we're thinking it's America only? I'm thinking it probably is, yeah. yeah. So basically get on there and you've still got free samples and we love free stuff, so just just get onto it. Well, it's a good chance to try stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, supplements aren't cheap. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know what? You get your stuff you like, so that's all good. But, you know, you know, if you want to try something new and it's free and they're giving it away, well, it's a bit of a no-brainer, isn't it? It is. Hey, and now we've even got on Amino Vitals page, this special is offer is only for Athlinks members. So if you want a special offer, you've got to be cool and be on Athlinks. So what is Athlinks, John? So Athlinks is your social networking for endurance athletes, Bevan. That's it, John. Uh, basically, what the, <laughs> you're right there. the other thing that that you need to make sure um, to help Athlinks keep on top of all the results is to make sure your calendar's updated. So if you've got any yeah, races true. coming up, um, put them onto Athlinks, uh, and then they can make sure that they get the results up there. And you can also see what other Athlink members are racing. And if you've got a club situation, we talk about this at our club all the time, it's great to be able to go into events and actually extract the club members from those events. And as long as they're members, you can do that. And, uh, yeah, so keep all your things updated on athlinks.com. Good old Hunter Kemper, world Hunter champion triathlete. Yeah, I saw him spanking Bevan Doherty in the... Um, yes, and uh, Alcatraz. Yeah, from Alcatraz on TV the other day. Chance Barber, cool mm-hmm. hand, Chance. He mm-hmm. sent us through some DVDs. Okay. I'll give them to you on the way out. Nice. Yeah, of, I think, uh, some races. Fantastic. <laughs> Game of watch races. <laughs> but, good old Cool Hand Chance, thanks for doing that. Yes. Um, so remember, athlinks.com, social networking for endurance athletes. Get on there to get your... And join up to, when you're on there, join up to our I Am Talk page as well. Okay. Anything else, John? Is you point your finger at the mic? No, I just want people to join up. It gets a bit angry, team, you know? Because, you know, I, I sometimes have to make some distance. Yes. Okay, then, uh, let's put some music on, John, because now it's 34 minutes. Yes. <laughs> no worries. We'll get there. This episode of the week, we're going to be talking about for what? 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Website of the week. And this one comes from, from Danny. You didn't get the last name in there, John. I didn't. Well, Danny, you know who you are. You are. And Danny, we think you're a special man. It could be a girl. It could be. Danny Minogue. Mm-hmm. Do you watch X Factor? No, neither. No, neither. Did you watch Neighbours? Come on, let's be honest. Shout mm, we know the primary squad, bro, did. Yeah, when, when Kylie Minogue Kylie was on and Jason. And okay, pop quiz. What was Kylie Minogue's name on Neighbours? It was like, um, not Cheryl. Or oh, you're close, yeah, John. You're close. Like Charlene. Yes. There you go. Can you remember Denny Minogue's? Denny, Denny. No, I didn't watch when she was on. No, no, no. I mean, do you remember Jason Donovan's name? Because I don't. Mm. 
had to have to think about that. That was because that was when it was really cool, way because remember neighbours came on in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and at first it didn't have those guys, and they were already big, yeah. and then they came on, and you thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I could be so lucky, 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 lucky. I could be, you know, I'm not going to join you on lucky that one. And <laughs> <laughs> I do have the album though. <laughs> <laughs> Is that on locomotion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it, got it. Okay, good old Denny, sit through this website. It's called www.axtry.no. So this is... What's no? That is Norway. Okay, Norway, okay. So I pulled this through because, uh, A, it was on my list of websites of the weeks, and B, it sort of backs up the old Norse man. Check that out there. I don't know what the hell that is, but that looks... It's not a bridge, man. Anyway, it's it's like a platform you go and walk off. Anyway, it's claiming that this is the world's toughest or hardest half Ironman. There's a race in the States that also claims this as well. But basically, you look at the... Click on Bike League, Bevan. So it's the Orland Stelfat Extreme Triathlon. Scroll down. So there it is again. It's like a platform you've got to walk off. What do you do? You just walk off it? I don't know. But there's, so there's the bike leg. Oh, so you basically goodness. go from zero metres um, up to 1,400. 1400 and Drop down to zero again. Go back up to 1,400. Actually, look, is it the same climb or not? No. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. It looks very Yes, similar. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. You turn around and you go straight back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's yep. reversed. So it's yep. an out and back basically over a mountain. And uh, it's basically just climbing the whole course. You've got 5k. Hey, of, John, you do get some downhill. You do, yep. <laughs> and then you've got 5k of sort of up, gentle, flattish sort of uphill at the end. So it makes it for a very, very tough day. What about the run course? I didn't actually look at the run I course. Look at the run course, John. Well, they've got to have a good run as well. It looks like it's going. Are you doing another thousand meters of climbing? Hey? Well, that's just that's the course, and that's the meters climbing. So you go from zero to 900. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a technical little map. Yeah. Scroll down, see if there's anything else down there. No. No. So there you go. It's a tough race. So I'll tell you what, it's, it's a beautiful race as well. Pretty scenic race. Yeah, it looks pretty stunning. It reminds me of like a lot of New Zealand classic off-road runs. Yeah. You know, because it could be anywhere in New Zealand, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, so if you're looking to do, A, a challenging race, and B, just a race that looks pretty bloody beautiful. Again, this is one of these races that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. You, if you, especially if you're someone who races a lot, this one just looks like a swim. Yeah, but still it's funny that. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, it, it does. I've got to say, you look, look at the pictures that. on there, the, the scenery of that, this. Look at that. They've got the snow, but they've cut the road out of the snow, and you've got like the snow is probably how high would that be? A couple of meters. Yeah, beautiful. If you look, want a scenic race that just looks out of this world, looks a bit like Queenstown actually. What's that one Axel did? Remember when we had the triathlon awards and Axel did that talk about that race he did? Remember? I think that was the volcano race, yeah. uh, which is that was more of a multi-sport race. But yeah. uh, you know, like uh, when Axel Axel was a guy in the tri club, um, and he, he Axel was really into just doing adventure stuff. And you kind of he did this presentation at, when we did the talk at the tri talks, mm-hmm. uh, tri awards. I mean, and uh, it was it was really interesting because it was it was just like it's good one thing we can we get a bit one dimensional mm-hmm. we can always just think oh I got to do another Ironman mm-hmm. and the thing is you've got this wicked fitness and the skill base behind you you know you can swim you can bike you can run and there's you know like it's good just to get out there every once in a while and do something that's a little bit different hey? exactly yeah so, so it's axtry.no I'll put a link to that on www.iron talk this week in the show notes okay John. That got us through to 39 minutes. Told you it'd be 20 seconds. That's oh, going to be the longest show ever. Okay, questions and answers. Christopher, how do you one, John? Le Yonak. Well, you could just say Crazy Frog because that's his that's nickname. Right. Uh, greetings from Singapore. I'm going to be attempting my first 
Ironman Distance Triathlon in December in Western Australia. Uh, from your experience as triathletes, coach and instructor, could you tell me what the extent spinning slash RPM indoor cycling can be as an alternative to actual cycle training, especially in terms of muscular endurance and power? And I thought I might actually combine this with the second question as well because okay. it's sort of got a bit of crossover. Oh, this so we'll is actually interesting. Okay, so Doug uh, Soho uh, sent through saying, okay, I'm sure you guys have heard of CrossFit, which we have. Or have you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, it is quite the rage here in the States right now and is almost a cult following. It definitely is, is, does have that cult following thing. My friend and fellow triathlete who once weighed in at about 100 kg has recently had a huge success with diet and his training program and now weighs 68 kg wow that's significant he's an absolute crossfit convert we are both training for Ironman Arizona this fall and he has discovered the crossfit endurance program which promises that you could train for an Ironman for only 6 to 8 hours a week the program consists of one strength workout following at least 3 hours later by a short but intense anaerobic uh, conditioning workout the program has virtually no long to low long or slow conditioning runs or rides it is absolutely contrary to everything i've heard and believe it is necessary to force the anatomical adaptation desire i think he is setting himself up for a huge disappointment please guys who is right so you we're doing a bit of both yeah so it's more does this sort of short form of training work um is it better or what do you need to be doing and at the end of the day any sort of training is going to get you fitter it's going to help your performance, yeah. but you've yeah. got to try to get the balance right. Well, I think there's a few things we've got to address before you can go <coughs> into this. Is where are you in your athletic career? Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy, if you're a guy who's you know just want to tick that Ironman box that you you know your first race either and you know and you know you don't really care about time, you it's it's different to if you're trying to get you know your PB and you've been doing mm-hmm. it for five years. If you've been trying to do your PB five years, I definitely wouldn't recommend these types of things. Not in your main build-up. So, I mean, the, the comment there that you can train for an Ironman in six to eight hours per week, of course you can. You know, a lot of people can do potentially even less than that. Yeah. Um, and still we complete could. an Ironman. Yeah. Yep. But the question is, what is going to get you to the finish line as fast as you possibly can with the allotted amount of training that you can do? Yeah. And, uh, and in my opinion, um, these sort of things um, definitely can be beneficial but what's the opportunity cost? If you're going to do it instead of going out and doing a long ride, then I think you're making a mistake. Um, I, yep. I just think that... Or an excuse, because often, like, let's say it's a bad weather and you, and you need to do a three-hour ride and you go, oh, I'll just do a spin class at the gym. Yeah. You know, that's that's actually not an answer. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I, I just don't think you can avoid going out and doing the long miles when you're training for an endurance event. I think physically it's you're not going to be as prepared as you need to be um and mentally you're also not going to be prepared if you're just doing sort of 30 to 60 minute workouts sure you might be getting fit and fast and strong but what happens when you go out there for 12 hours you're just not going to be prepared for that that slog out there on the bike so and i will say one thing with the crossfit now this is just me just thinking off the top of my head but um thing is with crossfit from what i know of i haven't tried it and i am wanting to give it a go because i hear really good stuff and it sounds pretty exciting um but it is a, it's a real kind of hard-ass game. It's so, hard. Yeah, and, and they're really promoting that hard-ass. And so I think what would happen is his mate would start to think he's, he'd get a sense of um, esteem from CrossFit that he'd think was really real. But it's a different game to Ironman. And it, you, a good example is when you, you try something new. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you you can like you do Ironman and you're bloody fit and you kind of think you're a bit of a legend. But then you go play touch footy mm. and, you know, it blows your mind away because you're not used to short bursts of energy. Totally. And so... 
um, while you've got that high end fitness, you don't have the fitness that's applicable to the thing you're doing. And so you might think, you know, through CrossFit, you're getting real mentally tough and you go, oh, I can do anything. But you know what? A six hour bike ride, it's a totally different mental game. Exactly. You know, and if you're doing an Ironman, you're going to be going for 13 hours. You might, you might, you know, you're not, you're mentally actually not that strong for that. And I also think, you know, when you do these short ones and you're absolutely hammering, you do feel good about it. You've got lots of endorphins running through you after the session and, you, and you're quite pumped after the session. Whereas after, say, a six hour ride, you're probably a bit more drained. Yep. So I think there's that factor there. You, you're feeling good about yourself and you've had a good session. So you think this has got to be doing good things for you. And it is. If you're, if you, somebody's going from not doing any exercise to doing CrossFit or spin, then it's fantastic for you. Yep. So I just think that. If you're going to CrossFit, I would recommend would be something really good to do in your off season, especially if you've got a harsh winter. I yep. think it would it would be some real benefit. But if you're doing it in that sort of that window where you're building up the, your main race, I really think you're better off doing more triathlon specific things. I do think you need to be doing strength training, um, yep. but especially you as you're getting older. But you can combine that into your training. You don't have to go to the gym to do that. As much as we love the gym, um, you, know, you can oh, easily yeah, totally do. Agree body weight work, core work. Well, that's what's cool about CrossFit because it, 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 a lot of it's real functional movement. I know mm-hmm. they do use weights, but a lot of it's more about, you know, getting the body to actually achieve the result. Mm. Yeah. So um, so my, my answers to you, and Bevan's answers, I think we, we agree, the CrossFit side of things, it look, sounds really good, and it is good, but is it really tri-specific? I'm not, not, not really convinced. Uh, you've got to be doing some long training out there. When it comes to spinning on spin I, bikes, I would like to hear mm-hmm. if he if he sticks with this CrossFit plan, how his race goes. Yeah, so you know, especially it, if he's done another Ironman where he hasn't done it, that's uh, what I'd be. Yep. But, but it sounds but like I'm kind of assuming he hasn't yeah, based yeah. on that. Yeah, so it, it just it's interesting. Uh, um, the spinning side of things, similar sort of thing. If you can't ride a bike outside for whatever reasons, wherever you live, you're right, John. <coughs> then spinning is better than nothing. If you travel a lot. Riding on a spin bike, if you haven't got access to your bike, is fantastic. Yep. But you've still got to be able to go out there and sit on your aero bars for long, really long periods of time and getting used to being out there and building your aerobic fitness. Um, but again, I do really think that doing some short, sharp stuff is good, but you've got to remember the opportunity cost of that. If it's going to screw you for three days by doing a CrossFit session or an absolutely maniac spin session, you know, that's something you've got to factor in as well. Well, I think the thing is, is you've got to look at, you know, what's what's your number one key, what's your number two, what's your number three in priority of what's important for training. So, for example, long long distance training for endurance sports is important. You know, your long ride, your long run. You know, the, the, if we get, just as, for example, we might say that's your number one sessions that you have to hit out this week. You know, if you're going to do a spin class, it'll probably be number five down the list. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, sure, there's situations where you might be traveling and it's the only thing you can fit in. But if we're just saying your everyday week where you're at home and you're doing what you always do, you know, your key sessions aren't going to be a spin class. Mm. Sure, if you've done a lot of training and you've got all your key sessions and you're still feeling you just want a bit of a smack out and, and you're not going to be, you know, detrimental to your future training, to your A sessions, well, then, you know, there's probably a little bit of value in that. But, yeah. but it's not, again, it's not where you want to be spending all your energy focusing on. So, by, but just to clarify, by spin classes, I'm, I'm referring to classes where you go in and you're actually sitting on a spin bike rather yeah, than a like ride RPM bike. Or, whereas, yeah. whereas some people get call spin classes where you actually take your own bike in and set it up on a trainer. little trainer. That there is a lot more beneficial to do that. Yeah. Um, but again, I'd say the spin cl- doing spin sessions is, uh, as we haven't said, again, it's better than doing nothing. And uh, if you don't have the opportunity to be out on your bike or on your trainer, then it's the best thing you can be doing. Um, but it's, it's not perfect. But we don't live in a perfect world. And I will say in the off-season, um, if, if you actually want to try to do some different stuff, oh, that's yeah. really cool. Like for totally. me... 
you know, like since I gave up Ironman, like I, I really haven't ridden a bike, and you know, I'm definitely not what I was on the bike. But I, I through teaching spin, I do about oh. five six classes a week. I haven't lost as much as what the person yeah, who yeah. doesn't do spin. You know, there is a, an advantage to it. So you know, in the off season, it can be something to keep you. Like let's say you're going to have a big run block. Mm. You know, and you just want to keep a little bit spinning yep. in. That's a good way of kind of keeping that up. So, so answer your question, these things, our recommendation is a bit of moderation, really good for, say, your off-season, spicing it up a bit, but when you're in your main build-up, probably better to stick I've chucked a few questions choice. in here, so let's do an ad Holy now. Holy moly. Well, it's good, because let's do an ad now. Okay. Extreme endurance. endurance. We did have an email through from somebody saying that they were they in New Zealand or Australia and they wanted to yeah, we've a lot of emails get, about this. get um, some Extreme Endurance products, So and, and they actually got an email back from Extreme Endurance. We haven't had a chance to follow up with them ourselves yet, but apparently if you do want to get it and you live um, outside of the areas that they um, regularly ship to, you can uh, easily get it. You email the order through to them, and then you call up um, a US number, and you can leave a credit card number um, using option one, and it's a very secure line. Um, you still get your 20% off, but obviously what may happen is you will pay um, more for shipping rates because it'll be a worldwide shipping service. So if you are going to do that, you're probably better off buying you know, several bottles yeah, at a yeah. time rather than just getting one bottle just to try it or teaming up with a couple of people because uh, yeah the shipping will be more expensive when it's got to get shipped from directly from the states one thing you can do is if, if you're actually going to get some product and you you know you want to get a cool bike top while you're at it on their website it's so cheap isn't that's it, the thing that's the reason why i was going to bring that up. it's 35 bucks for a sort of sleeveless um bike top it'd be great looking great looking sort of race top if you've only got bike jerseys and you want to get one so I thought 35 bucks. It's a perfect combination of value and performance. The Extreme Endurance Jersey features two back panels, fuel pockets, uh, zone construction with mesh panel uh, back panels, made with matrix and vector stretch factor fabrics. The Extreme Endurance Jersey offers a superior connection with the fabric and the body. Spring Endurance Jersey features full sublimation. Whatever that means. Um, Where it's all printed into the material. Oh, is it? Okay. And uh, I think what they're probably trying to do is get a bit of PR out there. Oh, so they're totally. going to let let's not make any profit on this and actually just get people wearing our tops. So, you know, when you're on there getting your gear, you're getting your extreme endurance, check out that because it's a bit of a no brainer. 35, 35 bucks, bucks for a bike, short sleeve bike top is a good deal. It is cheap, isn't it? It is. Cheap as, bro. Um, been in contact with Yvonne uh, Van Vlerken's Thomas Mann. And, oh, uh, where is Thomas? I'll try to... I Thomas think, is the chef from hell, isn't gonna, he? I'm going to put a commitment. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'll get him on the show next week. Oh, really? I think she's racing in Weizenbaden this weekend, which is the 70.3. I think it's the European She races a lot, doesn't she? She does. But she's, yeah. she's doing a lot of the championship races. Like, she'll do the world long distance. She's doing the European um, yep. long distance champs. And she's do, now doing the European 70.3. So she... Well, somebody we should ask the question is what what does she value more like the 70.3 European champs or the the ITU European champs mm. or the world long distance versus Kona I think that's a bit of you a, know what it is a pity John what's a pity it's a pity that he's not cooking for us again because mm. that meal was gold mm. it was gold it, it, honestly if you ever meet Thomas just say can you just stop right now and cook me something to eat because it was so good so, so extremeendurance.com check it out uh, xendurance.com oh, there's a different website for the European yeah, yep, but you just click on the buttons and you're find your way through easy enough select a country and they've, uh, they've got some video on there as well and uh, check it out the idea is that it helps you if you reduce your lactic acid nice beautiful okay then uh, so let's go back to questions that's a bit odd this week John it's a little bit different to what we normally do chopping and changing chopping and changing okay so next one being the running man uh, sure 
uh, like the seashore. Uh, training. Okay, so what's this? I'm not really sure what he's doing here, John. Got another question here to add to your <laughs> list. Um, next time you're wondering what to ask a pro, well, I thought we're going to ask us. We can ask pros this as well. Okay, well, you were a pro and I, and I entered a race as a pro. That's right. So. Aside from the nutritional question, what do you think about during a long swim? Are you focusing on your form, reminding yourself to reach or to keep your hips up? Mm mentally rehearsing T1 or just zoning out watching the fish go by so I wasn't quite sure whether you were talking about training here or racing so I've kind of addressed it on, on both fronts um, for me personally when in a training situation if I'm doing a long <coughs> swim just trying to keep myself occupied um, obviously by counting lengths and I'll generally do that by using you do tens? Uh, no I use, you generally use the clock to count it oh. helps the clock to count so I just keep I do twos but I, then I check the clock every say 100 metres to check I'm on target because I'll generally know and this is a skill that takes a little while to develop, what sort of pace you're swimming. So if I'm swimming, say, one minute 30s, every time I go through each 100 metres, I'll just look up the clock, and you, you should know where the clock hand's going to be. And, but so how many? How do you know how many lengths you've done? Um, yeah, that's, you've got to keep track of how many hundreds you've done. So yep. I'll come through, say, say I'm doing an 800 metre, I'll come through and say at 200 metre mark, I'll look up the clock and say I'm trying to hold 130s, or I know I'm about 130s. Then if I've left on the black top, it should be sitting on the round about the black top. It's and funny, yeah, because John comes from a real swimming background, so you you've been trained that way, haven't you? It's all yeah. about the clock and swimming, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Whereas I didn't do swimming, so I, I never really looked at the clock. Yeah, yeah, which is probably a bad thing to be honest. It's, but it's a great thing for keeping yourself motivated, um, counting laps, and just getting to know the rhythm of that speed, isn't it? And and trying to make sure that when you do put more effort in, that your your speed your speed is actually getting quicker rather than you just getting getting puffed more so that's one thing that I that helps keep me on track when I'm swimming is counting the clock um, then also focusing on the time I'm trying to hit so if I'm doing say a set of 200 so I'm doing four 200s and I'm trying to get each one quicker then I'm, I'm looking at the clock to try to um, make sure that I am actually getting quicker or it might be a continuous swim and I'm just keeping an eye on that to make sure I'm getting quicker and then the other thing when I'm training is, is obviously thinking about technique and I'll generally just think about one aspect at a time whether it's you know thinking about a high yeah. elbow out of the water or um, a certain aspect of my pull below the water but that would be the three things I'm generally thinking about when I'm in training doing long distance stuff. But you also have a bit of daydreaming as well. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because you, you can't focus all the time. And, and you can focus on the other people that are swimming in your lane. You know, if you're trying to keep an even gap to the person in front of you, yeah. just, you know, things to keep yourself occupied. See, I used to always just go laps to 10. Like, if I was in squads, it's all good because it's all kind of done for you. But, um, yeah, I was, if I was doing like a long swim, I'd just count for 10s. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then, then you'd, 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 you'd focus on targets. So I tried to, for me, I didn't, I didn't focus so much on time, which I probably should have. Um, I focused more on feeling of intensity. Yep. So I'd kind of get a feeling that I was happy with. And then I'd just stay on that for a while. And then, you know, and then, you know, let's say I do 100 links. You know, the goal is to get to 50 and then yep. break it down into 10s. And yeah, it's was, it was, it was interesting. Horses, and and technique as well. Let's focus a lot on technique. Um, when it comes to racing, um, this again, this is how I'd address it. Uh, big focus for me is staying really close to the person in front of me without um, yep. hitting their feet. So staying in that draft yep. um, and staying as close as you possibly can. The occasional tap on their foot is okay. Excessive tapping is just bad form and be wary of the <coughs> foot in the face. And, and you've got to be careful because you are going to be going, you're going to be speeding up behind them because you're using their draft. So, <laughs> you know, it is annoying when when you, people are tapping your feet. And, mm. you know, when you're really drafting well, it's going to happen a little bit, but do try to avoid it. It is, it's just yeah. bad form. Um, the other thing that I think uh, you need to be really careful of is, uh, or look out for is watching for swimmers coming around you. So especially if you feel like um, you're just going a little bit too easy and you would like to pick it up, generally if you come out of the draft and try to move forward, it's probably going to be too hard. 
But uh, if you see people swimming past you, best thing you can do is jump onto their feet <coughs> and let them tow, tow you through. So you treat it a bit like a bike race. This is exactly what you do in a bike race. You don't want to make your way, way all the way up to the front of the peloton. You sort of use other people to pull you up there. So that's important. Obviously, um, thinking about your navigation, making sure you're staying on course. And one thing that I think people perhaps don't do in advance is start to think about your strategy for getting around boys. So yeah. when you are coming up to the main turning points, what is your strategy going to be? Are you going to take the inside line? If you're going to take the outside line, then you need to start making your way to the outside as you're approaching the boy. But you do need to have a bit of a strategy because if you do get pinned on the inside and if you're somebody who's a little bit timid and, 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 and don't want to get the bash, then uh, it's not a particularly nice place to be. I think also um, it's to not try to stay with people who are too fast as you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you're doing, you know, especially in long course, <clears throat> if you're in the swim and you kind of, you know, because like, I, I always like to start it right at the start because I figure the faster guys are going to take off, but I'm going to find someone who's just a little bit better than me who I can sit on. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you do get behind people who are just too fast and you're killing yourself. Yep. If you're killing yourself to sit on someone's feet. In an Ironman. In an Ironman, you, you know, it's not good use of your energy. And so, you know what, if... People, other people will go past you who are maybe just a little bit faster than you yep. and you can just wait for those people to come don't be afraid to lose people lose the toe if you feel the, you know it's one of those things where you create the awareness for yourself am I sitting on a number out of 10 you know on the scale of perceived exertion that is that is realistic for me in this race you know like going for an Ironman most people want to swim on about a 6 into a 7 really eh? yep. any higher than that if you're swimming like an 8 or a 9 out of 10 you're going way too hard and it's not worth staying on those feet because Definitely. the long-term damage is going to ruin your race. Um, you also think about your form, staying long and strong. It's always something I heard Daniel Lotus say, um, who's a uh, Olympic 200-400 metre champion. So trying to stay nice and tall, nice and long, and, and holding your posture and form. Um, and a big thing for when you're racing is trying to make sure you keep your head down. Um, people often in races really lift their head up hips start to drop uh, and then as Bevan said you know you, you, it shouldn't be particularly hard when doing an Ironman swim we're keeping Bevan up here it's yeah, hard you're, work you're dying and I'm sleeping um, but relaxing when you're feeling good and this applies to the bike and the run as well as if you're in the zone and you're going along and it feel, it's feeling good there's no need to stress yourself out about worrying about things just relax and just chill out and just go through the motions in the swim I think just one other thing as well is get used to looking for bubbles. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because um, John's head up thing, you know, a lot of times the reason we look up is because we're trying to watch the feet. Mm-hmm. And the more you can just get used to seeing the bubbles in front of you, you know, you, you know you're sitting on the feet properly. Whereas yeah. if you're, you know, you're keeping your head up, you're dropping your hips, you're losing your, long, your length and your form <laughs> and you're starting to drag your body. So if you can just get used to seeing the bubbles and, you know, when the bubbles dissolve, you know, if it was just, there's less bubbles around you, then, you know, you're kind of going off task. You look up, get back on. and Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then definitely one of your questions was, do you think about mentally rehearsing for T1? Definitely in the last quarter, um, I'm rehearsing that T1 yep. multiple times in my head, thinking exactly what I need to be doing. It still baffles me how long people spend in transitions. Oh, it's just a waste of time, it's isn't it? It's just dead time. You yeah. should always be moving um, and just getting the hell out of there as quickly as you possibly can, but not making any stuff-ups, but you should not be stopping. You should just basically be wetsuit off, boom, your full zip jersey on yep. and you're running straight out of there all your stuff's in your pockets you really should just just, just do it John just do it I do think there's one other thing I was going to add and what was I've totally forgotten what it was uh, you said something else and I don't remember what mine was we're talking about swimming head down long and strong oh practice get out there and practice it you oh, know yeah. like you know like because I think a lot of people going into I mean 
maybe do no, no swims with their mates. And yeah. I know, for me as, a, as an Ironman swimmer, I always think I swam on race day above my ability. Mm-hmm. You know, in my triathlete career, I, I'm not a great swimmer. I was an okay swimmer by the end of it. I was a respectable swimmer. But I, I was, other than Kona, because I had a shocker at Kona because my goal was broke. Kona's hard, though. Yeah, yeah. My, and my goal was broke, so I couldn't see where I was going. But other than Kona, <laughs> I, pretty much every race I did, I swam faster than my ability as a swimmer because I was a really good drafter. Yep. You know, I got the ability to draft really, really well, and so that would drag me through. And um, and for me, the, the, one of the best things I did was just an epic camp because an epic camp, you, you swam with other people a lot. And so open, you did a lot of open-watered swimming, and um, the gain of experience for me that really taught me about doing you know racing and so if you're not doing it if you're just always swimming in the pool get it just plan out for your triathlete mates or your you know your tri club you know just to get some open water swims occasionally because yeah. you're going to learn because it's a skill mm-hmm. and you're going to learn that skill in a real world environment and you're going to pick out what's went wrong and, and all the rest of it and if anything you're going to become better because if you do it for your tri club there's not going to be many people in there, so it's going to be harder to draft. Whereas when you go to Ironman, there's so many people to draft with. So, and if you've got a local <coughs> Aquathon series, a lot of people think, "Oh, it's, it's short course stuff. I'm not training for that. Blah blah blah. It's going to be too hard. It's going to knock me around." <coughs> stuff is perfect for you. It's not something you need to do every week, but um, just yes. doing a few Aquathons or a few short course races as you build up is is perfect, especially if you're fairly limited in experience. Well, one of the downfalls of a lot of triathletes is, or at least Ironman triathletes, on course triathletes, is that they, they think it's all about just doing distance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't look at the other skills involved in the sport. They don't practice those. They just think, I've got to ride my bike forever. I've got to train yep. hard and long. And while there, you know, that's a big part of what we do, there are some other things in the sport that, you know, as I was saying, for me, I swam better in races because I was a good drafter. And a lot of that has come down to the fact that I'd done it a lot through Epic Camp. Yep. And, uh, you know, if you practice these other skills, that's actually where you can get a lot of speed without actually having to put too much effort in. Like transitions, as John was saying, if you're taking six minutes in a transition where you can do it in two. Criminal. Well, yeah, it's four minutes, easy time. Yeah. You know, so. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, okay, moving on. Uh, <coughs> Bainesy, he's had his kid. Lucas. Ethan Baines. Oh, he's going to be known as Luke, and he's going to win Kona. Right. This is what he got there. He's actually sent through a, a poem for us, and I thought we could make a song, John. Okay. But I have not, maybe, maybe, maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next week. Maybe, next week we'll do a song. Okay. Okay, I'll make a guitar thing. I'll get my guitar on, and you yeah. can sing. Right. Yep, that's good. Get rid of my husky voice. Yes, or maybe we could go husky voice. Oh, we could go. A bit of uh, Johnny Cash. Oh, chicken bow And you're just talking about... Right. Okay. You're going to throw some at me here. Yep, I'm just going to throw some at you. Um... Belinda Fogg. Fong. Oh, I always say that wrong, don't I? Fong. Sorry, Belinda. Um, she was doing a city of stuff and she's going to be doing a half. I can't remember which one. Maybe Port Macquarie got a half? Yep. Maybe she's doing that one. She's doing a half at some stage. She's doing a city of surf in Sydney uh, yesterday, which I think was probably said there Sunday of the weekend. And she thought of me for two reasons, because I, the sign, heart, uh, you're, gonna, you're so hot right now, was on there. Yep. But also... She saw a spectator wearing an Iron Talk jersey, so she goes, go Iron Talk! Nice, we like it when you wear your jerseys race, because uh, it falls up. This, why this was a spectator, John. A spectator, even better. Even better. It's like, it's like, ultimately, this would be the ultimate Iron Talk jersey challenge. First date. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to a restaurant and your Iron Talk nice. jersey. If someone does that, oh, we've got to give a prize for that. Well, if someone does on a first date, but you can't tell them what that you're getting a prize... We'll let, let you wear a jacket over the top or something okay. like that. <laughs> <That'd be even laughs> First date, I talk jersey. So, so Belinda, yep, maybe that guy was on, or the guy or girl was on their first date. 
fact, I don't almost be tempted to say any, wear it to any restaurant, even if you just take your top off and get a photo. And any, it's not a bloody McDonald's or something. Okay, but like a, a nice. You got to sit down. You got to order from the menu. You know, knife yeah. and forks. Not using your hands to eat with. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think. I think it's gonna be a date. I think okay. a date's gold. Okay. Okay. If you got a date with your Iron Torch jersey on, send us a photo and and. I can't imagine the date will go to second base. No. But hey, actually, you might have a home run if you've got the home choice on. Okay, Ollie Jenner. Now, he was just, and now you've read this book, so I thought I'd ask you. Yeah. He, uh, he read the book uh, Born to Run. Yes. And what did you think of the book? Excellent book. Why? Uh, it's just interesting. I mean, even if you're not a proponent of barefoot running and you don't end up doing it, it's just a really interesting book about. Uh, Basically about a, a, an off-road running race between a bunch of Indians and. But it's uh, the book because the thing is, like I know of the book, I haven't read the book, but the thing is, it seems as though it's, it's the premise barefoot running because that's anything only what people talk about. Or is there more to the book than that? There's much more to the book than that. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, the, the, they're all barefoot running, um, but the book I, I would say is much more about these guys that run amazingly fast. Oh really? Um, in I think it's South America, somewhere down. Somewhere What's amazingly fast? What do you mean by that? Well, the the best guy, the, the, the there's, a, there's a guy in the states, Scott, someone or other, and he's head and shoulders by miles the best endurance runner that's ever ultra endurance runner that ever has been. Yep. I don't know a lot about endurance running, so yep. apologies if I have got that wrong. But the, the, yep. the book claims that he is by far the best ever, and they they go down to this race down there, and it's a real mission to get there. And so, and it's a bit of a kind of a sad day race for these, like well, you know, like it's it's yeah. only a local event. And uh, and and he, I don't want to ruin the story, but he yeah he ends up racing these guys, and they're just sensational. And there's this tribe once or twice, a couple of the runners did come up and did some of the classic American races like the the Leadville. 100 and they just it was just a walk in the park for them they were oh, just really? cruising along and just spanking everybody um, and they don't do sort of structured training or anything it's, it's, it's a good read it's not just about blah 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 because it, it's interesting because you know because I have heard a lot of this book and all people seem to talk about is the barefoot running aspect hmm. uh, it does have that in there but it's and so, much, and so it's basically here's good read. what's your opinion on it it's a good read okay. and my, you, know, you know our opinions on barefoot running I think it's a great supplementary training tool that you, you can use uh, at the moment I'm not because it's winter and it's a little bit too you cold it, and I'm a lot sick. Lately. Um, but again I had a girl, running to the toilet, I had a girl last night at my running session wearing it and sh- uh, doing a little bit of barefoot running at the end and she absolutely loves it so oh, really? I think it's a great supplementary part of training but you have to be very very careful how you build it up John, we'll talk John, about that you crossed your marathon you didn't go through with the, the Bobby McGee plan yes are you going to do in Auckland uh, I'm going to do an experiment in my training plan I've got um, two sessions. I'm going to do a half in training and do a half marathon at marathon pace one week. The next week, I'm doing a half marathon at marathon pace, uh, doing the run walk, and that will largely just d- decide what I want to do. I didn't do that last time around, I sort of ran out of time, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay, good times. Okay, then this one here was from Lee Cutman. I was just saying how last week we were talking about what the AEDs and stuff was, and he was saying he thinks it's a medical certificate for first aid in America. Well, it'd be accident and emergency, something or other, wouldn't it? Oh, you did pretty well then. I thought you were going to pull off the D. Yeah. You kind of just pulled that out, didn't you? Didn't yeah. you? A E I accident emergency D or death. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> and he was saying that basically, uh, 
Uh, you may need one of these if you want to use a defibrillator, which brings your heart back in. Yeah, you've got to be careful if you start getting those qualifications. You've got to actually be able to use them if you stuff well, it up in the, the States. Gym. We have to use them at gym. Yeah. Yeah, defibrillator. Yeah, we've got them. They're pretty easy nowadays. You just basically right. got to make sure you know where to put them. Yeah. And the machine does everything for you. Yeah, put them on their ears. No, not. not, not. Well, no. you could. It'd be okay. interesting. <laughs> you give it a try. Don't think you're going to save them. Yeah. Uh, and then Renee Molzer. Yeah, Mosler. Mosler. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, Daniel from Germany sent through some links to some mm-hmm. photos, and they weren't actually his photos. And I gave Daniel all the credit. And Renee mm-hmm. actually had uh, he was the guy doing the photos, but he sent me yeah. through some more photos from uh, how's that one? Glocksburg. Glocksburg. Uh, an event in Norman, northern Germany. So I'll put a link to that on the website today. And Renee's obviously a pretty keen photographer because he's got some great photos. There. Nice. So that, that's all the bits I added, John. Good. Oh, there you go. go. Yeah, six, okay, one more sponsor. Triathlontunes.com. Okay, pulling up, John. So one thing, obviously, price is always uh, one thing that people sort of wonder how much these things cost. And the good thing with this is there is quite a bit of variance, but it starts at, at $34.95. So basically, if you want to get um, uh, you know, a head, head shot done, it's just sort of head and shoulders. It's, that's um, your sort of cheapest option, but you still do, I'm pretty sure, st- st- Pretty sure you still get the discount if you use um, a discount code. I think it's I and Talk. I would assume yep. it was fifteen percent off if you get in there nice and quick. Um, so that's where it starts, and it does go up from there. Now, one thing, if you are wondering how the process actually works, you obviously you send in a picture of them. But if you click on, say, um, we're going to look at Chris's value. Click on more. Okay, I see. So if you if on the on the, if you click on styles and pricing, oh, and John, then it's got a gallery. That. And then you can click on more. Um, what's great on the more is they actually show you the photo of the person. Exactly. So you can see the person and then you can see, what, and they've done a great job, whoever Chris is. Chris is pretty good at this. And then that basically has a picture of the person that has been, that has been sent in and then it's got the tune next to them. And uh, Do you know, I'm going to be really honest here. I would love to get one done by Robert. No, not, is it Robert? Uh, no. Gogs? Gogs. Gogs. No, he's the most expensive. Yeah. But his... The reason his are the most expensive because he puts a lot of time into them. Like the, click on more there. Yeah, let's have got more from him. So his are, you know, like it must take him hours to do. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like a professional bloody, like hard hardcore. But you know, like you're gonna be paying a lot more for this. But they're they're pretty amazing. They're like they're all pretty amazing. But this these are like whoa. So yeah, range is basically from thirty four ninety five for the for a head and bust, uh, the cheapest one. Right up and to like for Gogs, you're paying one hundred and forty, but one hundred thirty nine ninety five. Oh, back it up, Bev. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it's it's pretty great. Look at this one here, the family one done. That's an idea, John. Yes. You know, because you do a triathlon, and you know it's a bit about us. You know, it's a bit about you know I'm achieving this goal, but what you can do is you can go. You know what? Why don't we do a family thing? So it makes you know. So you can. And we've got an example here of a lady. Who's finished a triathlon? She's got the pulling the kids over the in the pram yeah, yeah. over the finish line, and it's a nice idea. And you know what? Would your kids love that, John? The kids would love that. The kids would love that. There you go. Oh yeah, it's rock and roll. And this, is, for example, this one here. We're looking at Jonathan's idea and gallery style. And what this, this Jonathan seems to do is incorporate a lot of your life stuff. So this guy here um, must. Um, do something to do with computers and science. So he's obviously not just doing the face. <laughs> he's kind of looking at the person and looking, at, you know, their personality and bringing that through in their presentation. So check it out, triathlontoons.com. Yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer, John. And actually, they loved our ad so much last week. They made a YouTube clip of it. It was very nice. Of them. Yeah, I'll put a put a link to that on our website. Or I even put it on our website. Okay. Yeah. So when that, yeah. What? I was going to say it'd be on our show from last week, wouldn't it? Well, the YouTube clip won't be. Okay. 
I've got a link to it. Nice. Yeah. You do that. Okay, John, now uh, sponsors quickly. Coffeesofwire.com. Uh, get on it. Extreme Endurance. Just get on it. Athlinks.com. Get on it. And Triathlon Tunes. Get on it. Is it my get on it? There thing. you go. Yeah. Get on show. Yeah. Okay, John, one other thing just quickly. Um, we've got an IM Talk app um, for those iPhone listeners out there. Yes. Um, and we've actually sold quite a few, which is good. And we, yeah, nice. Good um, and a, a few people emailed me through saying that they weren't getting the latest shows. Now, I think it must just be you need to update every so often because I wrote through to the guys and they said uh, they're pretty much there wasn't a problem and, and they checked them behind the scenes. So just if that is happening to you, maybe you just need to refresh it to make sure it's coming through. Let me know if you are having any problem. It was only two people, so maybe it was just what was happening with your apps. But if you are having any problems with that, let me know. And if you want to get the app, I'll put a link to that on our website. Maybe where we've got the affiliates, but I'll put the Iron Talk app there. Perfect. Um, and it is pretty cool. Have you seen that app? Did I show you that app? No, you have not shown oh, me your app. Wait a second. There we go. I'll put it up. You keep talking, John. Okay, there's a picture of us. Good to see we're on your uh, yep. picture of us finishing. Yep, I have and, a picture um, of you everywhere in my life, John. That's right. Oh, wait a second. Damn iPhone. Iron Talk app. Oh, yes, another Look picture of that. It's pretty cool, isn't nice. it? Nice, so now what happens? There's a picture oh, it of goes us. My internet's not working, so it's broken. So then it goes into the different shows and stuff, and ah. it's honestly, God, John, nice. it's life-changing. It sure does. I'm going to get my phone forward this week. Wicked. Oh, right. So there you, you go. Do, what are you do so it's last one? week's episode, push to play. Yeah. Push to play, it goes there. See, one of the things, if you've got an iPhone, and uh, that's why it's cool, if you want to go to iTunes Music Store and get the show, you can only get the latest show. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you want to go back and listen to the show, the interview we did with Maka, or, or yeah. the, you know, you can go here and you can get it. Yeah. You can also email us about the show and all the rest of it. So, and look at this, you can say, okay, well, where were you listening last time? It goes back to there and it just picks up where you were listening last time. Nice. Yeah, so you don't have to find out where you were. Maybe you stuff. should start listening to that Heather Fear interview again. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> I'm going to email Heather and say you weren't interested in listening to the rest of the interview. <laughs> oh, okay, John, so what's the goss? Goss is, as I've said at the start of the show, I'm sick. Well, I'm just about, I'm going to run today. First run back. Well, How long are you running? Now. Oh, if we can? Yeah, it'll be an hour. Pretty what easy. What time? Uh, reasonably flexible. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I just need to do now. Yep, sounds good. Um, but and outside of that, yeah, I was I've had not been that sick for a, for a long, long time, and wasn't happy about it. And I got it from our kids, and it's going to carry on for oh, the next that's, that's, twenty that's years. Oh, that's it, mate. You're really well. Next ten years. Next ten. Yeah, really. Yeah, mm. especially preschool. Mm. Oh, they just pass it around. So that's you walk in the door and say, "Here's your sickness." We had it over the week. Thomas had it at the end of last week uh, oh, or during last week. It. Then it kicked into me. And he was off preschool, I think, um, last Monday, Tuesday. And apparently there were, uh, there were like 16 kids there on Monday out of like 30. Really? <laughs> so, so the question is, John, when you're sick, what are you like? Are you a moaner? Um, well, I don't get the man flu. But Blinda said, Blinda said that. You, man you, flu? Man flu is when guys, you, you really do just mope around, even when you've just got like oh, a little okay. sniffle. Yeah. And Blinda said, you don't, you don't get the man flu, but this time you you really are sick. Really? Um, and so I, it wasn't I, I, good. I do wonder that because like, I never get sick either. I'm like, I'm like you. Like, I get sick... Every six years, I'll get sick. And when I get sick, I'm KO'd. You know, like I'm, I'm laying in bed. You get snuffles and you get coughs and shivering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I think maybe it's just because we're a bit mentally stronger. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if the audience would agree with this. Well, you know, that we, we, because the way we live our lives. Like, there's a book called um, Predictably Irrational, this guy called Dan Ariely. And, uh, and when he was a kid, his new book's called The Upside of Irrationality. And when he was a kid, he got burnt 
really mm. bad, like severely burnt all over his whole body. Yeah. And uh, when he was later on in life, because he's a he does all his research into social behaviours, and they did this test into how much pain people can endure, yeah. and he could handle a lot, and it wasn't even a problem. Yeah. Because he was used to the stress, and he found someone else who was similar. The stress of the burns in that, and also the, what they had to do to get you know recover, that he was used to. He was more tolerant to pain. And I wonder if, if it's just because we're more mentally tougher. I don't know. I don't know if mentally tough is quite well, you know the right what I mean? word. Like, but when we get a sniffle, we go, it's just a yeah. sniffle, I can keep going. But I think the thing is, like, she said my dad, She said her dad, he, he never gets sick. Either. Well, he gets sick, but he doesn't take sick days. And I think maybe it's more of a being self-employed sort of thing yep. that you've got to crack on because if you don't, yep. you're not going to be earning any money yep. and you're not get, just not going to get things done. And so I think that's perhaps um, maybe if you're self-employed, I, I definitely think you're far less likely to take a sick day yeah. because you've just got to, just got to get it done. Otherwise, it's just... You'd have to do it sometime. I do. I do think there is something to the fact that we just are a little bit, maybe not mentally tougher, but we, we push through hmm. because that's what us I men do. That's right. You have a goss. Uh, other goss. Yes, yeah, I also had to miss out on my 10k race at the weekend, which oh. I was quite frustrated about. Really? Um, Governor's Bay to Littleton. Oh, so you let down the team as well? No, no, no. It was just a, an individual handicapped 10k race. Oh. Um, and I was, but I was going up against a couple of my young fellas there. Oh, you were done. Yep, and I probably probably wouldn't have. Probably in hindsight, probably wasn't <laughs> such a bad thing because they ran really well. Thirty-one. One of them ran thirty-one thirty, which wow. I, there's no way I would have gone run that fast. Um, and the other one ran thirty-three twenty, which was uh, which was not bad. My phone's ringing background. Yeah, yeah. And oh, they're finally gone. It must have rang what for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> when when well, you yeah. ring someone and the phone's going off for three minutes, what point do you go? They're not home. Yeah. Give about six six buzzes and that's about yeah. it. Um, other than that, uh, I don't think there's anything else exciting happening, Bevan, and you. Um, what's exciting happening? Um, your running's in tatters as well. Oh, I'm just not going any faster, mate. It's breaking my heart. Uh, as long as you're running consistently, you'll be right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm a little bit worried even about the sub two forty at the moment. I've got to think it's it's, it's it's a hard moment. I'm here's the excuses. I've got a lot of work and yeah. it's hard getting it in with the work. I'm kind of thinking that what I want to try to do is three marathons in a year period. That was always the goal, and my best chance of going fast is actually early next year because I have six weeks off work, mm-hmm. so I can have six weeks where I can just run like an animal right. and get a real good solid base in and maybe do something like the Buller, which the Buller <laughs> is a fast race, but. Do you know? Look to do a marathon early next year as a way to try and maybe knock out a fast one, then and use use uh, Melbourne as more of a building race. So, uh, although if I pull it off, I'd be happy. But and I'll definitely be trying. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just when you travel on weekends, and I seem to be away every bloody weekend at the moment. Um, what else has been happening, John? I'm doing up my bathrooms. Yes, expensive process. Oh, two bathrooms. Yeah. See, I'm taking the edge. With it, we, we did the same just before we sold. We didn't do our bathroom completely up. We did a few things. I remember you said, yeah, I remember that. But we didn't get the use of it. Like we did well, it and then, much then the same thing. Yeah. It's like, so these days I'm taking a slightly different attitude. If we're going to do something, let's do it so we can get some use out of it. Yeah, well, I'm going to be doing that because, yeah, my ensuite will be better, mm. which would be good. Nice. Yeah. You're gonna get a bit, bit, bit of extraction fan in there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this bathroom. My house is like an old villa. My my my, my ensuite's not. I, I don't know what it was, but they, yeah. they, I think they've made it into a bathroom. Yeah. And you can't even open the windows. <laughs> they've like bolted them in. So you have a bath, and it's, it's just condensation everywhere. Eh? So yeah, we're getting an extraction fan in there. And yeah, so if you do number twos as well, it's, it's as I noticed on the way in today. <laughs> <laughs> good, anyway, good times, rock and next roll. week's show is going to be a rocker a blinder you know what <laughs> we must talk a lot of crap <laughs> because
minutes. We really only had 45 minutes of content, but we made an hour and 20, so. There we go. Good times of rock and roll. Okay, John. Iron Russ. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.